0: very happy and proud to bring to you the co-presidents of the What is the Afternoon Fine Arts League
1: Daisy and Mindy
0: in Cold Sporter's great number Friendship
1: Maestro hey, If you're ever
2: Howdy, everyone. It's Stacey and Mindy here, introducing my favorite husband. And what's this episode called again? My mind's blanking. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't even know what was it called. (laughs) Oh, the Women's Club election. (laughs) It's late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's something about the Women's Club election. So it's a little late and we're tired, listeners. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was laughing through this episode because, you know, Lucy was being Lucy. And um, well, actually, even from the very beginning, when she was talking about of uh, wanting to be elected to certain positions in her women's club with her husband. And she was right. L- l- ah, I can speak. She was saying her acceptance speech and she kept putting a pause where she wanted you know where the position was open (laughs) spoiler alert a little late (laughs) i found that part pretty funny especially the way george her husband came back with her her reply in a similar vein so
3: (laughs) it showed the comedic timing because they would read this speech that could not be completed until she found out what she was elected to yep and they would paused in such a way that you're just immediately it's just it's just very funny they were very effective in how they (laughs) came across with that
2: oh yeah (laughs) most definitely and then even with the the women's club i think it's always funny when i listen to like old radios or watch old movies when they have women's clubs and how they portray them and um I think in one I Love Lucy episode, Ricky called it the Claw and Fang Club or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And listening to this radio show of my favorite husband and her women's club, it kind of sounded like that. And Liz, Lucy, was one of the biggest (laughs) ones with claws. (laughs) At least I thought so. Did you get that same impression? That she was the biggest? Well, she was one of the biggest one with claws. Oh, definitely.
3: Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, she very much resented everyone else's achievements <laughs> very that she much thought so. she deserved.
2: <laughs> I know, and just how blunt she was at saying, you know, what did I get? And, <laughs> and her reaction to when other or, people were being voted into or, certain positions.
3: Right, or prematurely accepting oh, an appointment yes. that was not hers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, so... All done very well. It is done very well. And now that we've given away the first part of the episode, <laughs> there is more to the, to it than that, we promise, because she does get elected to a position that she is not suited for at all. And as you can imagine, there arise some um, situations that are not to her liking. <laughs> and the way she chooses to deal with them are pretty funny <laughs> they don't work very well <laughs> did you have any thoughts about the rest of the episode and like how she um handled the position that she got we'll try not to give it away <laughs> <laughs> i i just thought it was very
3: very amusing it kind of perfectly plays into i guess my idea of the women's clubs of that day <laughs> yeah yeah From what i've heard of them and uh, it's just a good back and forth with her husband at the end of it and yeah it was good yeah and she gets her uh comeuppance i guess <laughs> in a way that's not mean but it's definitely what she deserves
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean at the very very end though it sounded like something happened and she was saved. Was I listening mm-hmm. correctly? Yeah, you were. Okay. But you sweated it out until the very oh, end. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I still, at the end, I still didn't get how that came in. I think I missed something. Like, I always spaced out on the moment that leads up to that moment because I was always like, where did that come from? And that's true. It kind of added a little or a
3: lot at the very, very end.
2: But... Yeah. But anyway, I... It was an interesting ending. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I I just, I think it's interesting how quickly the women of her club were willing to elect her to that position. And she had no expertise in that area at all. They only did it because her husband did. So the Mm -hmm. assumption was that the husband would take care of it. And, of course, the husband was like, I don't think so. (laughs)
3: You got yourself in this mess. That's your business.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and I think it's quite justifiable that he turned it back on her. But at the same time, I don't <laughs> think that the women's club should have been so quick to make her that that person in the club, you know. Based on her husband, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't think that was very just or fair. And neither did she. But they kind of <laughs> forced it on her, so... I don't know. I think we've probably given enough away. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny to listen to. We haven't given so much away that you can't listen to it and not laugh anymore because it's like, oh, they spoiled the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, Were there any other things that you thought of when you listened to the episode that you thought were interesting? Uh, No, what you said about her getting the position because
3: of her husband's profession <laughs> you know yeah and, and the woman preceding her being in the same scenario was just definitely felt dated but
2: yeah understand yeah. <laughs> but then. i mean at the same time when they're asking every other lady in the club i mean this was another thing all the other leaders in the club didn't have you know the necessary skills for that position either or or else they weren't admitting to it <laughs> right so um
3: yeah, it was clearly they didn't trust her. They trusted her husband. Yeah. And <laughs> nothing to do with her. Which was in itself, even I'm sure, more insulting to her.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I had a thought of that, but yes, yes, that would be very true. And um, anyway, that is an interesting part of history where I don't think you'd see that today. At least. I would assume not, but you don't know. I would, yeah, you know. I I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe in very small clubs with very few members who they might need some outside help, you know, but it sounded like this particular club was pretty, was pretty big. And so one would have hoped that another lady had the necessary skills for that position, but I guess it was not meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I've kind of belabored that point. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I guess listeners, we'll go ahead and turn you over to the show now so you can enjoy Lucille Ball and Richard Denning and My Favorite Husband. Ciao.
0: It's time for My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball.
4: Hello, everybody.
0: The new Gay Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. Hey, hey, ow,
1: ow. Oh, the Big Red stand for the whole family. Oh, the Big Red Letters stand for the
4: Jell-O family. Ha, that's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum,
1: yum.
0: Jell-O tap. The Oka puddings. Yes, and now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. It's late evening at the Coopers. George is in his easy chair reading a book, and Liz is seated at the typewriter typing away at breakneck speed.
5: Liz. Liz, aren't you finished typing yet?
4: I just have one more sentence to do.
5: Oh, you're not going to stay up another hour, are you?
4: (laughs) Never mind the cutting remark. It isn't my fault your typewriter can't spell.
5: (laughs) What are you working on, anyway?
4: I'll read it to you in a minute. You know, I'd have finished hours ago if it wasn't for those darn kids. What kids? Oh, probably Mr. Woods. Every two minutes, they ring the doorbell, and when I answer it, they hide.
5: Hmm, I haven't heard it.
4: You've been reading. There they go again. (laughs) I'll get them this time.
5: Liz, Liz, come back here. That bell is on the typewriter.
4: On the typewriter?
5: Sure, see?
4: Well, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. I can understand a bell on a bicycle, but whoever ran over anyone with a typewriter?
5: It's there in case the secretary falls asleep. It wakes her up when she reaches the end of the line. Oh. What were you typing, anyway?
4: My speech. Now, sit up and listen. I want to practice it on you.
5: What speech is it?
4: My acceptance speech for the women's club election.
5: Wow. Congratulations.
4: Thank you. You'll be my audience.
5: <clears throat>
1: hey,
4: wait a minute. What's that? What are you doing? Well,
5: I'm trying to sound like your women's club.
4: Oh. Well, now, just sit do <laughs> great. I love your hat.
1: <laughs> oh,
4: don't be so authentic.
5: <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs>
4: Ladies of the Sheridan Falls Women's Club. First, I want to thank everyone who voted for me. You will not be disappointed. I'll do my best to be a good this year. As I pointed out in my campaign speech, I have all qualifications a good neat In the first
5: place... Uh, just a minute, Liz. What? What are all those pauses? W- what office were you elected to?
4: I don't know yet. The election isn't until tomorrow. <laughs> The election isn't until tomorrow. I just leave the name of the office blank, then I write in whatever I've been elected to, see, and then I read the speech. Oh,
5: honey, sometimes you amaze me.
4: Thank you. Now, let me finish. <laughs> in closing, let me say that to be a good, you need, and I have more, than any woman in the club. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. Applause, George.
5: Applause. for hey, oh, she's the best. We've ever
1: had.
5: <laughs> you know, there's only one thing that puzzles me, Liz. Right. What makes you so sure you're going to be elected to an office?
4: Oh, everybody in our club is in office
5: hmm. How many members are there?
4: Twenty-five.
5: And each one holds an office? Mm-hmm. No, I don't believe it's it.
4: It's true. We have a president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, sergeant-at-arms, song leader, chairman of the membership committee, chairman of the Wayne's Needs Committee, social chairman, and chairman of all other committee chairmen, and everybody who isn't one of those automatically becomes a special member at large or her exalted honorary alternate.
5: <laughs> what do you think you'll get?
4: Well, this year I'm sure to be president, vice president, or secretary.
5: Mm, I see you wisely avoided even the thought of being treasurer.
4: Mm, well, there's no chance of that. Every year... Here we elect Naomi Brubaker. See, her husband's a CPA. Mm,
5: good move. Uh, now, do you mind if I go to bed, Madam President, Vice President, or Secretary?
4: No, darling, you go right ahead. I'll practice my speech some more. I wish to thank everyone who voted for me. I'll do my best to be a good this year. I have all the qualifications...
1: Hi, Iris.
4: Liz girl, how are you? When are you gonna start the meeting? Right away. The election committee just handed me a sealed envelope. Girls Hello. girls, may I have your attention? Well, you're crazy if you think it's natural. Honey, I've seen the roots of her hair up close and Oh, oh. Pardon me. I wonder who it could be she was talking about. Could be
1: it.
4: <laughs> Before I announce the election returns, I have an announcement to make that will sadden all our hearts. Our social chairman has sprained her ankle and will not be able to attend today. Oh, oh, what is I know you all join me when I say, get well quick and hurry back to us, Amelia Freebooter Dernwist. <laughs> Well, I know you're all anxious to hear the election return, so I won't take any more time. I'll open the envelope and read you the winners. (laughs) Liz, Liz, what do you bet Iris is elected president again? Well, why wouldn't she be? She owns the clubhouse furniture, and if she isn't elected, she'll take it home. (laughs) Our new president is... Well, this is a surprise. Congratulations, Iris. Thank you. (laughs) Now for the vice president. I'm happy to say we've elected one of our most popular and charming members, who is noted as much for her brains as her good looks. Ladies of Sheridan Falls Women's Club, first I want to thank everyone who voted for me. Liz, what? Sit down, girls. (laughs) You. Oh. Our new vice president is Phyllis Brown. Brown. Congratulations, Phyllis. And you'll be delighted to know you've elected as secretary our most beloved member, a girl who doesn't have an enemy in the world. Ladies of the Sheridan Falls
1: Women's Club, yeah, I want...
4: Not me? No. Well, whoever she is, she just made her first enemy.
1: <laughs>
4: the new secretary is Marge Van Tassel. Oh, that's me. Oh. oh. Order, order, please. I'd like to ask a question. What? What am I? Let me answer that. You're a girl.
1: <laughs>
4: Let me see, Liz. Uh you've been elected the 25th honorary exalted alternate. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Our treasurer-elect is Naomi Brewbaker. Naomi, girls, I'm afraid I'm going to have to resign from the club as my husband has just been permanently transferred to California. Oh, oh, that's... oh that's terrible. Do you have to go with it? Oh, I'm afraid so. Well, this leaves the office of treasurer open. Well, there's no sense of having a whole new election. Any volunteers for the office of treasurer? Hmm... Let me put it this way. Is there any one of us who's good at mathematics? Put it another way, Iris. (laughs) Oh, dear, this is a problem. It was so nice having Naomi's husband and accountant. Uh, Liz Cooper's husband is a banker. Oh, but but he... I nominate Liz Cooper. I second the motion. Liz Cooper's been nominated and seconded. All in favor? Oh, Oh, just come been elected. Now, wait a minute. Congratulations, Liz. You're the new treasurer. But I don't want to be the new treasurer. Liz, you've been elected. This is a democracy. (laughs) It's the will of the people. It is not. I'm a people, and I didn't even get to peep. Now, before we go on, I know you'll all join me in a thank you and goodbye to Naomi Brubaker. Let me say it, please. Well, all right, that's very sweet, Liz. Go ahead. We are all going to miss our beloved treasure. So happy journey, good luck, come back to see us soon, and drop dead Naomi Brubaker. <laughs>
5: I Don't believe it, Liz. How could people in their right mind elect you treasurer?
4: Well, you see, George, the girls figure that as long as you're a banker... Oh, no, you
5: don't. I've had enough trouble with that club of yours. Now, there's only one thing to do. Get out of it some way.
4: What? You don't think I'm going to resign and let them think I'm stupid?
5: No. Now, keep the job and remove all doubt. <laughs>
4: thing to
5: say. Look, Liz, you can't even keep your household accounts straight. Now, how are you going to take care of two sets of books?
4: I'll do it just to show you.
5: Okay. Now, listen. I don't care what happens to the club's books, but if your household accounts aren't perfect at the end of the month, you will not only resign as treasurer, but you'll resign as a member of the club. Oh, George,
4: you wouldn't make me do that.
5: Wouldn't I? Uh, if your accounts aren't in perfect shape at the end of the month, it's farewell and good luck to our ex-member Elizabeth Elliot Cooper.
4: Here, here. Mrs. Cooper, you've been poring over those ledgers all afternoon. Why don't you stop? Your eyes are all red. Well, I won't be all that's red if I don't get the club books in shape. Well, what condition are they in? Fair, medium, poor? Yeah, keep going. Rotten, <laughs> horrible, lousy. You're not even close yet. I can't go any farther and still be a lady. (laughs) Don't try, Katie. There isn't any word for books in this shape because books have never been in this shape before. Won't Mr. Cooper help you? Oh, he'd just mess them up worse. You know, he's dying to get me out of the club. How about Mr. Wood (laughs) next door? I saw him outside just a few minutes ago. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Let's see if he's still there. Yes, there he is, across the street, talking to that old man. Say, who is that old man, anyhow? He's been hanging around the neighborhood a lot lately. I don't know. He looks like a tramp. Mr. Wood! Mr. Wood, can I see you a
6: minute? Certainly, Miss Cooper. I'll bet he can straighten you out in no time. Yes, Miss Cooper, what
4: is it? Mr. Wood, do you know anything about mathematics?
6: I'm a whiz at multiplication. You are? Oh, yes, I have 11 children, and I have to hear their times tables every night.
4: I'm having trouble getting my club books straight.
6: Well, let's take a look at them and see what the trouble is.
4: Come yes. in. They're here at the desk. Oh, yes. By the way, Mr. Wood, who's that old man you were talking to?
6: Oh, he's a poor old derelict who's been hanging around. I give him money from time to time.
4: Oh. Well, here are my books, Mr. Wood. Would you mind taking a quick look and see what the trouble is?
6: All
1: hmm? right. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> Well,
6: uh, first, Mrs. Cooper, what are all these ink marks and splotches along the margin of the letter?
4: Oh, that's where I do my figuring after I run out of fingers.
6: After you run out of fingers?
4: Yes. See, I count up to eight of fingers, and then I write... 8 when...
6: don't you have ten fingers? Of course I do. Then why do you only use eight?
4: What am I going to hold my pen with, my toes?
6: My mistake. Uh, Suppose you show me what you're having trouble with. Well, it's this column of figures here. Oh, can't you get an answer to it? Yeah, that's the trouble. I have five
1: answers.
6: (laughs) Well now, Mrs. Cooper, all those answers can't be right.
4: I know it. I know a column of figures only has two right answers. If I could only find out which two? Yes. One when you add from the top to the bottom and the other when you add from the bottom to the top.
6: Yes, yes. Uh, Let's see where you've made your mistake, Miss... Oh, oh, here it is. Nine and nine do not make 17. They don't? No, nine and nine make 18. Since when? Forever and ever. There was a certain Miss Maloney in the fifth grade lied to me.
4: Well? I think whoever invented arithmetic was pretty stuffy. Huh? Why does one number have to be right? Why can't there be more than one number? Now, let's be progressive about this. Now, Mrs. Cooper... If he yes. gets a new number and believes in it, let him stick to it. I think there should be a new freedom, a freedom of numbers. Digits of the world rise. Our slogan is nine and nine make seventeen or fight.
6: <laughs> Excuse me, Mrs. Cooper, I think one of the children is calling me... <laughs>
4: Don't go, Mr. Wood. Just explain one more thing to me. Uh, This item here, a dollar and fifty cents, where do I put it?
6: Is it a debit or a credit? Neither. It's a dollar (laughs) and fifty cents. Is it going out or coming in? It's just sitting there. I don't... You have to know in order to make the correct entry. Entry? Miss Cooper, is it too late for you to resign?
4: you men are the same. There may be one or two things wrong, but for your information, I'm the best treasurer I've ever had.
6: Being a women's club, this is highly possible. (laughs) But how do you arrive at that conclusion? Well, I've only been treasurer two weeks, and look,
4: I've got a surplus of four million dollars.
6: You didn't write a check for it, did you?
4: (laughs) No, but I was dreaming of a very swanky clubhouse.
6: Miss Cooper, I hate to tell you this, but you'll have to move the decimal point back seven places.
4: Seven places? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What kind of a clubhouse can you buy for 40 cents?
6: Maybe you'll have to settle for a club sandwich. (laughs) Well, goodbye, Mrs. Cooper. I just thought of something I have to do.
4: Oh, Oh, can't you come back when you're finished? How long will it take you?
6: When do you have to get your books here? On the 1st. How do you like that? I'll be busy till the 2nd.
4: Oh, you're a great help. Now what am I going to do?
0: Well... Some women like Liz do get the most extraordinary totals from a column of figures I've ever seen. But then it's, it's really less important for a woman to be a mathematical genius than it is for her to say, uh, know, for instance, how to make a meal a success. Well, of course, that's simple if she knows about jello tapioca puddings. Because jello tapioca puddings do make glorious dessert treats. And why not when you have three wonderful flavors to work magic with? Jell-O chocolate, vanilla, and orange coconut tapioca. and creamy. And Jell-O tapioca puddings are as easy to make as adding two and two. They're ready prepared. All you do is add milk and they take about five minutes to cook. Try a treat with Jell-O vanilla tapioca pudding tomorrow. Like pouring chocolate sauce over each serving and sprinkling chopped nuts on top for a delectable chocolate nut sundae. You won't need to know a speck of arithmetic to figure out Why, more women buy Jell-O puddings than any other prepared puddings in the world.
1: J-E-L-L-O
0: And now, back to the Coopers. Well, the fateful first of the month is here. An old elephant cooper, the man who never forgets, puts down his breakfast
5: cup of coffee, and says to Liz, Well, Liz, do you know what day this is?
4: Day? Oh, I almost forgot. Merry Christmas, George.
5: (laughs) Come on, I want to look at your household accounts before I go to the office.
4: Yeah, sure, George. I'd love to show them to you, but you don't have time.
5: Oh, yes, I do. It's only 8 o'clock.
4: No, it isn't. Look at the kitchen clock. It's 10 minutes to 9.
5: Well, that's impossible.
4: Look at the hall clock. It says 10 minutes to 9, too.
5: Hey, you're right. Oh, I'd better hurry. Uh, Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. I wonder what's the matter
4: with my wife. Okay, Katie, you can turn the clock back now. (laughs) (laughs) What's this all about, Mrs. Cooper? I'm in terrible trouble, Katie. My books are $40 short. Which books? The house or the club? I don't know. If I make the club come out right, I'm $40 short at home. If I make the household books come out right, I'm $40 short at the club. Oh. I have to get that money someplace. Katie, could you... No. I didn't think you could. I wish I was in a position to help you out, Mrs. Cooper. I know, Katie. In fact, somebody owes me $50, and if I could collect, I'd be glad to loan you $40 of it. Would you? Who owes you the money? You do. Oh, that's right. But I have to make some money some way. I wonder if I should answer one of those ads. You know, earn me at home, raise rabbits for fun and profit... But Mrs. Cooper, you wouldn't know what to do. I know. I thought I'd just leave it up to the rabbits.
1: <laughs>
4: oh, I've got it. But I'll go to the club meeting, read my report, show them the money, dash home and put the money back in my household account. Sure, then both books will balance. Then next month I'll do the same thing. Katie, if the money doesn't wear out, I can keep this up all winter. <laughs> your clever treasurer, we now have a surplus of $100, which I will take home for safekeeping. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Uh, <laughs> Madam President, the chair uh, recognizes Marge Van Tassel. Uh, since we have so much money in our treasury, I'd like to suggest that we contribute some of it to the Sheridan Falls Boys Club. Oh, that's a wonderful thought. In fact, the Boys Club needs money so badly, I think we should contribute the whole $100. Oh, that's a horrible thought. (laughs) What's the matter with it, Liz? You just said you liked the idea. Oh, I do, but let's not give the whole amount. Uh, As treasurer, I insist we leave something in the treasury. Like, uh, uh, to pick a number at random, $40. Well, as long as we're doing this, let's do it right. Why, yes. I move the club contributes one hundred dollars to the Sheridan Falls Boys Club. I take the motion. All those in favor, signify. Now, now, just a minute. I, I want more discussion. Well, what's there to discuss? Well, for instance, uh, what are they going to do with this money? I have a right to know where our money's going. Oh, Liz, you know as well as I do. It's for little boys. Yes, and if I know little boys, they'll take that money out and spend it on little girls. <laughs> it's been moved in second as we make this donation. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. The motion is carried. I demand a recount. Liz, the motion is carried, and we're going to give that $100 to the boys' club. It's all over. It is? Yes. And as long as you have the money with you, I think you should take it over and present it to them right now. Me? Well, that's the treasurer's duty. Actually, I'm surprised at you, Liz. The way you act, you'd think the money belonged to you. Yeah, wouldn't you? (laughs) Mrs. Cooper, you've been pacing around the house like a caged tiger for hours. Oh, Katie, I have a confession to make. I didn't give the whole hundred dollars to the boy. I kept it. It was your money. No, it wasn't. It belonged to them. My conscience is killing me, Katie. And the boys' club is already closed. You can give it back to them tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait that long. I have to get rid of it. I'm going to throw it out the window. Which window? <laughs> No, no, I have a better idea. One charity's as good as another, isn't it? I suppose so. Well, I'm going out and give to the first needy person I see. Well, I don't have to go far. There's that poor old bum Mr. Wood was talking to. Wait, let me call my first husband, Clarence. He's twice as big a bum as that fellow is. No, get him. Katie, call him over. All right. Yoo-hoo, mister! You, come here a minute.
0: What do you want, lady.
4: Mrs. Cooper wants to see you.
5: All right.
4: Uh, here, my good man. Here's $40. Goodbye.
5: Hey, wait a minute, lady. What's this for? Uh,
4: just because. Goodbye.
5: Just because? Yes. Aren't you making a mistake?
4: No. Goodbye. Oh, Katie, I'm clean again. I'll say you are. Oh, I feel much better. When George comes home tonight, I'm going to face the music and take it like a man. What's the matter with George? Dinner's been over half an hour, and he hasn't asked to see the books yet. You're awful anxious to rush to the gallows, Mr. Cooper. Maybe he forgot. Gee, do you think so?
5: Liz, come in and bring your book, with
4: you? Uh, well, goodbye, Katie. It looks like this is it. <laughs> goodbye, Mrs. Cooper. Be brave. I will. I feel just Liz of Ark. <laughs> Farewell, Katie. The executioner awaits. Oh, I'm going to my room. I can't stand to see this. Here I am, George.
5: Well Liz, Are you ready? Yes, George. Do your books balance?
4: George. Do what you will to me. I face you with a clear conscience. Here are my books. You'll find that there is a Oh, I'll get it. Maybe it's a reprieve from the governor. Yes.
5: Hello, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, you. Uh, here you are, 740 bucks. For me? Yeah, I don't know how you pick 'em, but just because Rom Tom at Belmont and paid 16 to 1.
0: Go so along,
4: Robert. I'm taking another trip. Oh, it's so easy when you're on the radio. Well,
0: where are you going tonight?
4: Sunny, sunny France. I want to see if it's true. I have nothing but love over there, Mister Soundman. I'd like to, go to Paris. <laughs> oh, right on the Eiffel Tower. Hey, watch that. will you? <laughs> oh, here comes Ashman.
0: Ah, mademoiselle, vous êtes très jolie. Vous êtes charmante. Vous êtes magnifique.
4: I think he wants a match. <laughs> uh, j'ai du Language.
0: <laughs> well, I was saying you are beautiful. Hmm? Your face reminds me of Jello puddings. <laughs>
4: jello puddings?
0: Oui, Jello tapioca puddings.
4: Has anyone got a mirror? <laughs> uh,
0: no, no. Your features are delicate, like the taste of jello vanilla tapioca. Luscious, light and tempting. Well
4: continue talking.
0: Your voice is like jello chocolate tapioca, so rich the kids say it's candy good.
6: Oh, that's true. So.
0: And the beautiful coloring of your coiffure.
4: My coiffure? Wait a minute, don't tell me they make a jello henna tapioca pudding. <laughs>
0: no, 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 its beauty is as satisfying as jello orange coconut tapioca. A wonderful blend of refreshing orange and tropical coconuts.
4: Well, thank you, booze.
0: <laughs> jello, jello tapioca puddings are easy, too. They take only five minutes to prepare. And now, mademoiselle.
4: Ah, here it comes.
0: I, I want to ask you a great baby. I
4: knew it. You want to kiss me?
0: No. What? I will buy you a dish of jello tapioca pudding.
4: Well, tap my ochre. (laughs) These Frenchmen really know how to make love. Come here, darling.
1: Judge. (laughs) But... <laughs>
4: I just had a terrible dream. I was stranded in the middle of the desert, and the sun was beating down. It was blazing hot, and there was no water at all. And my throat was so dry, I could
5: hardly talk. Liz, you aren't hinting for me to get up and get you a drink of water, are you?
4: No. I was dry and hot, and I, I hadn't had anything to eat for days but pure salt. My throat was parched in the sun, but down... And...
5: George, where are you going? You made me thirsty. I'm going to get a drink of water.
4: Uh, well, as long as you're up, will you get me one, dear? <laughs> sure. Of course, I Well.
5: Here you are.
4: That isn't a glass of water, George.
5: No, it's a whole pitcher. You asked for it and you're going to get it. Oh, no, George. No. Oh,
4: Good night, Julie. <laughs>
0: country is building the best-trained, best-educated peacetime armed forces in history, and there's a great career for the volunteer. Today's United States Armed Forces constitute the world's greatest scientific enterprise, and today's serviceman is a skilled professional who works with advanced techniques and equipment in specialized fields, from push-button flying to television, from jet propulsion to pathological research. The educational opportunity is unlimited, and the serviceman is trained in the world's best technical schools. Yes, the armed forces offer a great career to the volunteer. You have been listening to My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr., Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie the Maid was played by Ruth Parrott. Watch for Lucille Ball It will be a Picture, Miss Grant Takes Richmond. And be Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... T-E-L-L. Oh,
1: the big red letters stand for oh, the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for oh, the Jell-O
4: family. That jell Yum, yum, yum. Yellow o Yum, yum, yum. Yellow o
0: out the pudding yesterday. This is Bob LeBron speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting Center.